Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Do you want to improve your game faster and hit your driver longer? The good news is ShotScope can help you achieve your goals. ShotScope has products for every golfer, such as GPS watches, laser rangefinders, and shot tracking devices designed to lower scores and improve your golf by over four shots on average. I use the Pro LX Plus rangefinder on the course to get my distances. What I love most about ShotScope is tracking my game and reviewing my stats. The great news is your personalized stats are completely free with no yearly subscription. If I can use it, anyone can. Jump over to ShotScope.com today and find the perfect product for you. And remember to use my code PAGE at checkout. This is Playing Around with Paige Renee. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Playing Ground podcast. We are here. Whoa, that was such a bad opening. (laughs) We are here. Yeah. uh, We are here and we are ready for this podcast today. Paige and Sam back at it again. (laughs) We're here, everybody. We are here. That's the best she could come up with today. We have come and we have arrived. What a day. What a morning. What a morning. It's like, morning. it's not even 10 a.m. and you've already had a bad morning. Take us through it. It's a bad morning. Um, it's still a lot of, you know, get up, get ready, shoe content, you know, talk about golf. But it's an exciting week because it is the Open. And we have to say this. You say it's the Open. You don't say it's the British Open. Where everyone freaks out. So this is my least favorite major <laughs> I was going to let you say it first because I didn't want the headlines to be Paige's co-host hates the Open Championship, but now it's going to be on you. So I'd love that for me. I don't hate it. And I think that... (laughs) Oh, God. I don't know why. I'm trying to think about why I don't love it as much as the other ones. And I should love it the most because it is... People always say that the Masters has the most tradition, but the Open has the most tradition. It's the home of golf, where all this began. This should be what I look forward to the most. I think it's almost golf fatigue. I think that's what it is. I don't think it has anything to do with the actual major. I think that we just have such a front-heavy section of the year with golf, and you have all the majors, and the Masters is in such a great spot because it's the first major of the year. We are so excited. It's still you know, fairly early in April. We're all looking forward to it, and then having the Open be the fourth major, you're just a you're just exhausted. You're tired from seeing so much golf. And we've, we talked about this before where it's just, there's so much going on. And I think as well with 
live and all of the craziness that's been going on, it's just been overwhelming. And I think it's like, okay, I'm almost happy that this is going to be done. It's like, okay, we're almost, we're almost through it because it just feels like a long six, seven months. Yeah, I think it's, I definitely think that's part of it. I think there's two other factors for me that play into why I don't like it as much. One is because the tea times are starting at 1.30 in the morning yeah. for us on the East Coast. Like I don't, that, although like maybe that's how they feel, like people overseas feel with all the majors, all the other three majors being over here. And then secondly, I think course it, when courses change for majors, I personally don't like it. That's why I think I like the Masters so much. I've been there. I can picture the course in my head when someone says, you know, number 12 or number six, I can picture that. And then we're going back to, I mean, maybe you like golf freaks could picture number six at Royal Liverpool, but like not me. And so I don't know when the courses change, I find it a little bit less interesting to me. And that's maybe a hot take, but, um, those, that's, that's why I would say I'm not the biggest fan. Um, but the British open open championship debate is my favorite Twitter day of it's always the Monday after or the Monday before the tournament when everyone's like, just a reminder, everybody it's the open, like, okay, find something else to be pissed about, please. <laughs> yeah. There is always something for someone to be really upset about. I feel that this year was a little bit better than previous years. I feel like people were like, I'll just say whatever I want. It's not that big of a deal. And it wasn't as big of a controversy as previous years compared to like the debate on should the players be a fifth major or we always talk about this, the menu at the masters. There's always a couple things with each specific tournament. That's always a discussion. And, and they're like insufferable. They talk about them for like, it's yeah, you can't get away from it. That's the problem. I think. Yeah, I agree. I think um, the internal OB on 18 has been the insufferable topic. That, that has been tournament. it. You know what I also think it is. I haven't played a lot of golf over there. So I don't think I appreciate it as much as I should. I played the Scottish Open years ago at Dundonald Links, but that is my only real experience. And I would love to go play all these really iconic courses that I've only seen through social media and pictures and other people's videos. And I've heard people talk about it. And I just don't have the full appreciation because I haven't played any of those courses. I haven't experienced the culture. I haven't experienced um, how amazing the people are there. I was talking to someone yesterday who did this whole Scottish trip and he said, this is how golf should be played. The people were so relaxed. They love golf. There were dogs on the golf course. It, it just was a very different atmosphere than here in the States. And I can't appreciate that for everything that it is because I haven't been there yet. And so I think we need to make, we need to make a trip. We need to. <laughs> Damn. So head, head sad about there. that. So sad about adding that to my to-do list. Um, yeah, I think too, for me, I grew up and I mean, you too grew up with like trees and water and like, you know, these, not that Lynx golf isn't beautiful, but it's completely different. Like you look at a Lynx golf course on Google maps and you're like, is that, is that an open golf course? Like, is it, is it open for business? Cause it looks brown and dead and like, you know, it's, it's very different. And so when you grow up in Florida with a tree lines and, and a bunch of water on every holes, like my course growing up has water in play on 16 of 18 holes. Like you could hit it in the water almost on every hole. And so that's just very different. I have 
only been over there. Um, I went to Ireland and played a bunch of courses uh, the summer before I went to college with my parents. It was a business trip and I just, you know, got invited. That was the last one I was invited on though. Um, and it was amazing. I got sick and my whole family got sick because of the weather. You know, it's cold, it's windy. Yeah. When you have bad allergies or bad sinuses, like you're very, very susceptible to, to getting a little cold over there. Um, but Old Head is still one of the, my favorite courses I've ever played. I will say it was, um, it was knocked down a spot after we went to Australia by uh, New South Wales. But um, yeah, so amazing golf over there. We definitely need to take a visit. I prefer link style golf courses because you really have to think your way through it. And there are so many different shots that you can hit and they're set up that way because of the weather. So there's all these different variables that come into play on a link style golf course. And it really does test every aspect of your game. I think some complaints about the golf courses now is you just try to hit as far as you can and then just kind of wedge it out and get on. And they are very beautiful golf courses. But on a link style golf course, when you're 30 yards out, you could putt it. You can right. hit a little seven iron, a nine iron. You can hit a low spinner. You can hit it high. You can, you can putt. Like there's so many different things that you can do in a link style golf course. And I think it really showcases who are the best players in the world and who has all the shots in their bag. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the course argument that I said a minute ago about how you know, I like that when they play the same courses, I think the same amount of people could say this, the other thing, right? Like I like it when it's a new course, it shows, you know, how they're learning the course and how they can play the course differently. I think the link style course was cool for me when I was 18, because, you know, I could hit a three wood from 250 and it might run up to the front of the green. It's very different when you're playing in Florida, when every ball you hit plugs and you're like, if I hit this club 200, it's going 200 exactly. Like I, there's nothing else I can do about it. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's an interesting, um, it's an interesting style of golf. Not one that I appreciate aesthetically as much, Yeah. but let's remember everybody listening to the podcast. It's okay to disagree. Can we say <laughs> it back? It's okay to disagree. Thank you. Thank you everyone for participating in that. Um, <laughs> I think we need to talk about the internal OB though. I know everybody's talking about it, but I think we need to talk about it. So you guys remember back in 2019 when Rory opened his open championship with a tee shot that went into the internal OB at Royal Portrush, shot a 79, missed the cut. That was when the internal OB crisis hit. Four years later, obviously, 2023, it's returned. And it's on number three and number 18 this week at Royal Liverpool. So keep an eye out for that. Um, they rerouted a lot of the course for this, um, like how the members play it versus how the pros play it. So number three and number 18 run up against what's usually the practice range for the members. And this internal out of bounds, we posted a picture on the podcast account. So if you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's like two steps off the fairway, which is crazy. I mean, I think it's kind of awesome because like, like Brooks Kepka said, let me get the exact quote. It's fine. Just don't hit it over there and you won't have a problem. And that is why Brooks Kepka wins majors because he has that attitude because you know, if I was playing that golf course and I saw OB a step off of the fairway, I would be having a meltdown, a massive meltdown. I'd be eyeing that OB all day long. I would have dreams about that OB, nightmares about that OB. I probably wouldn't make the cut. So two rounds, I'd have to deal with that OB. 
Why is it so close? I okay. love it. I, I love it. Op- I agree I have- with it. But it's like this far off the fairway. I have an alternate thought for you. What if starting right where that line is, there was a pond? Would you be saying the same thing? Yes. I'm a head case. <laughs> no, I'm not saying you personally. I'm saying we wouldn't be sitting here going, why is the lake so close to the fairway? We would just be like, oh, it's it's a pond. Take relief. I think what bothers me mostly is the out of bounds rule. I think it's incredibly inconvenient. I think it's stupid. I think you should be able to take lateral relief, especially for amateurs, which is a whole bifurcation issue. But um, that's what I think annoys me the most about it. It's like if it was water, it would make more sense. Now it's like this crazy risk reward on number 18, which I'm kind of excited to see, to be honest. I'm excited to see that. But yellow hazard versus red hazards. Why is that a thing? Yeah, I don't know. So one of the funniest things about dating someone who didn't play competitive golf growing up is watching golf with them. This is not in the rundown, but it feels like an an alley we need to go down for a second because we will be watching golf and he'll be like, so why did they do that? Or like, why? Like if they're on the cart path, can't you just move it over a foot? I'm like, no, you have to take full relief from the cart path. And explaining everything is so funny because he like, it's so hard to explain because there's so many dumb fucking rules. <laughs> but there's no rhyme or reason. Yeah. Why is it one club length compared to two? You would think that they would all be exactly the same. All take one club length, all take two club lengths. And now obviously you have used to be dropping behind your shoulder. Now it's shoulder length. Now it's by your knee. And they're trying to simplify it, but it's almost complicating it because you keep changing it every couple of years. I don't even know a lot of the current rules because I haven't played competitively in such a long time. And that's when you had to implement everything that you learned in all the rules of golf is, okay, well, and I had to do it all the time. It's like, okay, I hit into a red hazard. I know what to do. I hit into a yellow hazard. I know what to do. I don't even know if I would exactly know what to do if I played a competitive round of golf. I would have to really think about it relief off of a sprinkler head one club like right you t- okay you well take your stance of where it would be where it doesn't come into your stroke and you take one club length from there and then you have to take do you have to take your head cover off can you keep your head cover on you don't is that, have is that to take thing? it off and i don't think you have to take it off anymore maybe you do clearly i don't know the rules either but i will say in your defense every single time these guys have to pick up their ball on the tour there's a rules official there which I think is kind of funny because like, how do you not know the rules? But clearly they don't know the rules either. And, or they're doing it just to save face. Right. So there's not ever any like question or like they can't, there can't be a question that they did something wrong. If anything, it's like the rules official got it wrong, which isn't going to happen. So I don't think, I mean, granted we probably should know, but no reason to beat yourself up for it. These guys, I mean, don't know any, don't know any of that either. They don't have to, (laughs) right. It's not their job. Like worry about something else. I feel like this has been a very tame couple of days leading into the Open. I would say with the Masters and the U.S. Open and the PGA, there's kind of some drama going on and really haven't seen too many sound bites from press conferences. Why do you think that is? Do you think everyone's just trying to stay quiet because no one knows what the hell is going on and it's better to say nothing right now? I don't know. I think I think everyone's exhausted. I think these press conferences are happening at 4 a.m. They're probably on Twitter at 5 a.m. And then by the time we log on to Twitter, they're gone. That's, that's honestly my guess. I don't know. 
I would say the spiciest thing I've heard so far was John Rom saying it was my choice to stay, but I do believe that they should be compensated, which at this point is not a hot take. We've been talking about this for the last couple of weeks, but there's been nothing spicy and I don't mind. <laughs> I actually don't mind that one bit. Seems like everyone is really focused on the golf. One of my favorite lines was from Cameron Smith and his press conference where he said, I told my guys, don't worry, I'll have the trophy back in a couple days. I didn't see that. I like that. I love that confidence. And he just won a live event. His game feels good. He's the defending champion. No one really has been talking about Cam Smith. And to have that line and that confidence going into a tournament, love it. Absolutely love it. So I saw somebody tweet this earlier. I believe it was Rick, one of the golf betting guys. But who do you think is going to win using your brain? And who do you want to win not using any statistics or any, like, head and heart? Who you got? I would say heart. I would go Tommy Fleetwood. He grew up 30 miles from Royal Liverpool. He's been playing some good golf. He has some issues closing the deal and he's been trending. And he said in his press conference, I've dreamt about this. I want this and I feel I can do it. I like that. And I think for being kind of in your area, there's something so incredibly special to do so. Rory is also another one that is always in my heart where I say, okay, he needs to get another major. He should win another major. He is one of the best players. He has so much talent. Why doesn't he have more majors? He has won here before. Everything is setting up perfect for him. He just won at the Scottish Open. He's playing so great. Not as many distractions right now. I feel like he got everything kind of out of the way. All of the terrible press conferences that he had to endure and all of the live versus PGA and all of this drama. He is seems like he's in a decent place considering he should be one that wins. My head is telling me he has fucked you over so many <laughs> times. Don't pick him because he has an issue closing on Saturday, it's not Sunday because he'll shoot himself out of it on Friday or Saturday. And then he comes in gangbusters on Sunday and backdoors a, a top five, a top 10 every single time. This is the Rory playbook. Don't pick him again for a major. So I didn't pick him. And same with Tommy Fleetwood. He can't win a PGA Tour event. He probably will not close for a major. So don't pick him. So who am I going to pick? I don't know, Sam. I don't know. <laughs> Cam Smith, you said you feel good about Cam yeah, Smith. Yeah, no, I feel good about Cam Smith. I really like Tyrrell Hatton. I feel if Tyrrell can keep his emotions under control, then he is a dangerous pick. He has been playing really well. It's just, can he stay calm? And can he, and it, it, it's, it's difficult. Let me rephrase that because I feel like Tyrrell plays great when he is firing himself yeah. up. But I do think at times it can spiral just a little bit too far. And it's a it's, fine line. It's a really fine line with someone like a John Rom and a Tyrrell Hatton who embraces this fieriness, this competitiveness. I feel like it almost pumps them up. But again, there is that fine line. So if he can keep it in control, I don't, I don't mind Tyrrell. How do you feel about Rom? I don't feel like many people, and maybe I'm following the wrong people, are talking about Rom this week. He hasn't really played. He's played good. He hasn't played great since the major win at the Masters. So I am not feeling too great about John Rom. I would like to 
stay with the picks that I have, which is a Tyrrell Hatton. I still like Tommy Fleetwood for a good top 10 pick. I'm not going to pick Rory, but I have a sneaky suspicion that he might get it done and Cameron Smith. All right. I like that. Who are you liking? I mean, I like the Cam Smith storyline for sure. Um, I'm not like the biggest fan of Cam Smith, like in general. I think he's like a little bit boring to me, which is, and you know, I like like the Brooks Kefkas and like the people who are going to talk shit. So maybe that just says something about me. But I think that the defending champion storyline, the quote that he said, you know, I think all of that would make it really cool for him to win. Um, I don't know. I would like to see Xander do literally anything. Which Have you seen great. that meme where someone's poking <laughs> yes, stick and do something? <laughs> do something. <laughs> That's what it's like. Same with Colin Morikawa. I feel like they're kind of in Patrick Cantley. They're all in the same boat where I'm expecting them to do great things and they'll kind of get there. They'll show a little bit of life and then there's that disappointment that they're not quite fully getting it done. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, I mean, Matt Fitzpatrick is a is a big talking point, like he always is around these majors. His brother is also in the tournament, which I feel like is an underrated and a little cute storyline. Um, Alex is his brother. So Matt and Alex Fitzpatrick are both playing. Alex earned one of the five spots at the last open qualifier two weeks ago at West Lancashire probably pronouncing that wrong. Feel free to roast me. Um, it will be Alex's first major championship start. And this is 10 years after Matt played in his first open championship. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. I think it'll be fun to watch, which I mean, it'll be at like, he's teeing off at, I don't know when he's teeing off the first tee times at one 30 in the morning. So I will be fast asleep. We should, we should pregame it and just stay up and just do all nighters. watching. <laughs> should we open? go live? Live. It's like two people following yeah. us, watching us. Ugh. So yeah, it'll be a fun week. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. This summer, unleash the power of winning with PointsBet. Whether you are into home runs or hole-in-ones, PointsBet is your home for live betting. With PointsBet's lightning bets, you can bet inning by inning or shot by shot. And every day with PointsBet Power Hour, eligible customers get daily boosts, best odds, or no juice lines that you can't find anywhere else. New users can download the app today using code PAGE and receive five-second chance bets up to one hundred dollars each. That's five straight days where points bet will match your losing wager and bonus bets. Points bet your move. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call one eight hundred Gambler for crisis counseling and referral services. Welcome. 
One more storyline we didn't talk about is Patrick Cantlay, who is a notoriously slow player, is playing with Brooks Kepka in the first two rounds. Do you think that that is going to hurt Brooks? Because I remember playing junior golf and college golf, and there were a handful of very slow players that everyone knew about, and you would dread when you would see your name paired up with them because you just know that you're in it for two days, two very long days, and you have to mentally prepare yourself to play with someone who is slow. I think it's interesting that they're paired together. Like, what's up with that? Like, who did that? Hey, RNA, do you hate Brooks? Like, what's this about? Yeah, I don't know. I find that very interesting. Um, and Hideki is the third person in their group, which not the fastest player in the world either. Um, I would like to think that Brooks and his caddy have discussed this and will stay, you know, very distracted, um, talk about a lot of other shit on the golf course. But I think it's funny with how open he's been about specifically Patrick Cantley being slow, that they're together. I don't know. Um, I would like to think that. That's how it all started. That's yeah. how this whole thing with Patrick Cantley started was at the Masters because they were playing in front of John Rahm and Brooks Kepka, and Brooks was unbelievably frustrated throughout that entire day, and that's what started all of this. Yeah, so someone wanted to see um, – someone wanted some drama because that's – like how many people are in this field and they put them together? little spicy. There's some spice for you. Some other spice is that Tiger's ex-girlfriend drops the $30 million lawsuit. That, okay, we're recording this on Wednesday morning. That happened, must have been overnight because this article was posted at 6 a.m. Um, she filed the lawsuit originally in Martin County, Florida last year against the trust that owns Tiger's South Florida mansion. And she said, this is my favorite part. She says she was owed $30 million, which is equivalent to the amount of rent she said she would have to pay for a similar piece of beachfront property for the next six years. I mean, I guess it's a good deal if you can get it, but <laughs> very interesting. Very, very, very interesting. interesting. Also, very interesting. I didn't realize they were together for as long as they were were they did he she moved in with him in seven years yeah yeah really long time well hopefully she got that beachfront view i don't know how she did it but <laughs> good for interesting. her interesting <laughs> okay sam i think we need to have some fun with some tna this week so i'm addicted to tiktok let's call it what it is and i follow a lot of these fun podcasts and they're not sports podcasts they're just people talking about random shit. And I save a lot of them because I'm like, ooh, that's a good question. Or like, ooh, we should talk about that. So these are very random, but they are all questions that I have found on TikTok and other people's podcasts. So let's begin. You know what my answer to this one's going to be. If you had to permanently remove lemons or limes from the world, which would you pick? Think about it for a second. You're going to pick lemons because you need lime with your margaritas. I would pick limes. I prefer, I love lemon desserts, anything with lemon. So I would get rid of limes and I would keep a lemon. All right. That's easy. I feel like we're starting, we're starting off easy. If there was a book of every positive and negative thing anyone's ever said about you, would you read it? And yes, if you read the positives, you have to read the negatives. So like you can't just read half the book. I do that every fucking day. I go through <laughs> all my comments. <laughs> 
my life. <laughs> I'm like skimming through that book being like, ooh, what's, what's today? Yeah, I would read it. I do read it every single day. I think people are surprised that I read all of my comments. I read the good comments. I read the bad comments. I look through everything. If I'm tagged in something, I'll look through the comments. If I am posted somewhere, I will look through the comments. I look through every single comment. Always. And I want this on record that I have told her not to do that. Everyone tells um, me not to. Apparently <laughs> it's just not good for my mental health. <laughs> yeah. I wonder why. Um, that's crazy. I don't think I would read it because that's none of my business. You know, that takes the good with the bad, you know? Yeah. But like if someone has, if someone has said something good about me, I probably know it or they said it to me. Right. Unless like you're talking to someone and you're like, yeah, Sam's great. Okay. Well, that's not really like earth shattering. I don't need to, you know, what people think about me is none of my business. I think it would be harder to read the book if it's from people that you know really well. That's so what I think. When I read comments, yeah, about. like when I read comments online, it's from most people I don't know. Sometimes it's an acquaintance. Sometimes it is someone I do know. But majority of the time, it's people I have never met, I will never meet. And so it is easier to digest a comment when you don't know someone. But if it's you or a family member or someone that I really care about and they say something terrible about me, then that would be that would be a dilemma, Sam. It's like, what do you what do you do with that information? You know, you gotta be pretty strategic, our favorite word. Strategic. <laughs> strategic about what you do with that information. But I information is power. And I'll leave it with that. I was going to say, I have no idea what to say to that. Okay, next question. <laughs> On a completely different note, I tried to randomize these. So you can have five liquids come out of one on each finger on one hand and they're with you at all times okay so like you have on demand liquids five liquids what are your liquids think about this because i asked a lot of people this question and some of their answers made me rethink mine okay um any type of liquid any type of it could already it could be like a specific margarita you had at one place like it would be already like pre-mixed okay like on tap basically so the thumb would be water because you need water to survive. So I would do that. Boring, but it works. And also think about think about what you already will have access to, right? So like you probably will have access to water most places that you are. Not not trying to not trying I'm to still sticking you. with water because sometimes you are in a place where you don't have water on hand and it's ice cold Paige, water. I have seen you drink three sips of water. I don't ever. like drinking water when I work. It's a weird thing. I don't like eating or drinking when I work. It really bothers me. I hate here's my issue with <laughs> water or to drinks in general. I hate holding something. I despise holding something. If I'm at a party, you know how people say it's their comfort blanket to hold yeah. something? I hate it. I hate holding a drink, and especially if there's that condensation on the outside of the cup, and then you have to get a little napkin so it doesn't drip all over your hand. And it's wet. And then the, then the napkin is wet, and then, like, I was holding my right hand, and if you meet someone, you have to switch it over, and then I have a bag in my other hand, and it is just such a mess or if you want to dance or do something and you're just holding a water or a drink in your hand, I hate it. So if I had water on my thumb, I would drink so much more water. <laughs> oh, so you're going to use this like, like squirt, like straight into the mouth like this. Yeah. Like a, a little hamster. 
Just suck no! on that thing all day. <laughs> oh my God, I'm dead. Okay, keep going. What are your the other water? Um, The peppermint milkshake from Chick-fil-A. That's that would a fantastic be one. On this finger, I would do a virgin pina colada on my middle <laughs> finger. Okay. Because you can always add alcohol, but you don't always True. have the perfect mix of a good pina colada. So True. that would be the middle finger. And then I could just like squirt it in and then just <laughs> add whatever type of alcohol that I want. I would say the ring finger would be a good root beer. I love root beer, but it's like a very specific type of root beer that I like. And it's like the homemade root beer. So that would be the ring finger. And then my pinky finger would be, I don't know, probably some type of hydration drink because if I'm doing these other three that I need a little bit. It could be like a condiment too. Oh. It could be any, any kind of liquid. I know you're picking ranch. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I bet I can do yours. Let me guess yours. And then my, <laughs> my pinky would be marshmallow sauce. Marshmallow sauce is so underrated when it comes to a topping for dessert, especially ice cream. No one ever does marshmallow sauce and it's elite. I think marshmallows in general are a little underrated. We always keep a bag of the mini ones in our cabinet. And like every night before we go upstairs, we eat like a handful of them. Marshmallows underrated. are where it's at. Like a good marshmallow sauce. Like not like a fluff, like a, a, a little bit thinner. Liquidy, yeah. Liquidy, so good. Those would be my five. All right. Do you want to guess mine? Okay, so yours is going to be, I know two of them for sure. One will be ranch. Yeah. The other one will be a margarita. Yes. I have a specific one, but yes. I don't know the specific ones because you just get a margarita wherever you go. The third one would be boba, like a good boba drink. That would be kind of weird, like the little balls like popping out of your finger. Um, that would be the other one. I don't know the other two. Those, those are my three guesses. Okay. So I would do definitely not water because I don't drink enough water to need it on tap. <laughs> The spicy mezcal margarita from The Ridge at Geneva National. That shit changed my life. And it was at the pool bar, okay, which like, and you're in the middle of Wisconsin. Who would have thought the pool bar in the middle of Wisconsin with three people who definitely did not look 21 working behind the bar would make this good of a margarita? It was on the menu. I was like, okay, maybe. Best margarita I've ever had in my life. Twisted tea. Oh, yeah. That was, that was dumb on my part. I knew that. Like, need I say more? Ranch for sure, but the specific ranch that they have up the street at this restaurant called The Porch, it's homemade. And then I would do a chocolate milkshake from Steak and Shake, no whipped mm. cream or cherry. You're gonna make your, you're gonna rethink things when I tell you my fifth one. I don't think so. Unleaded gas. Yeah. So I asked, so I asked my boyfriend this, and his of, last of one course was, he said that. <laughs> no, he said printer ink. He goes, printer ink, because I could I could resell it. I'm like, I hate you. That is not the point of the game. But now, rethought mine. I'm rethinking and I'm sticking with marshmallow sauce. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um, that's fair enough. The world needs to know about our fight over chicken fingers the other day. The world needs to know. So I had this take, and let me explain the take before Sam totally butchers it and tries Can to you, cancel no, me. No, I don't think you get to explain it before you just I get gotta to retell it. the story. I got to explain it because you said this would never, ever leave – 
the friendship circle. And now we're going to tell thousands of people about my bad take. So I get to phrase this. Oh, so it is a bad take. It's not a bad take. It's a bad take when you phrase it. It's not a bad take when I say it. So we were talking about... I am aghast. We talking about anything. I just out of the blue said, you know what <laughs> is overrated? Chicken tenders. Because most chicken tenders... The breading to chicken ratio is off and it frustrates me. That was my take. That is not what happened. Can everyone hear me? That is not what happened. We are sitting in the middle of the lounge in Cleveland, Ohio. (laughs) The Cleveland Airport Lounge. She looks at me and goes, you know what's overrated? Chicken fingers. Period. That was the end of the sentence. And that is when I flipped a shit because I'm like, you can't just say that. And then she follows it up by saying that the ratio is off and there's too much chicken. That's the other bad part of this take. Dry chicken. Like a dry chicken tender is worse than eating sand. Not when you have ranch. <laughs> Coming out of your, your piggy finger. Well, okay, what's the next question? Would you rather lose all of your money or all of the photos you've ever taken? I would lose all of the photos I have ever taken. (laughs) What kind of question is that? What does that say about me as a person that I don't... We have memories. Why do we need a picture? I would much rather have my money. That is so... That is the funniest thing you've ever said, given what you do for work. I take so many pictures every single day to make money. Why would I keep the... (laughs) Why would I keep the picture to get rid of the money? That makes no sense. Whoever says keep the pictures has an inheritance because that makes no sense. I low-key say keep the pictures because I think (laughs) – because, okay, so you want to defend your awful chicken tender steak. I think it's just lose all of your money like up until this point. I can make more money. I can't retake pictures from when I was like a child. You know what I'm saying? But how many times do you actually open up a book of baby Sam and is like – more than you would think. <laughs> I'm like, damn, she was cute. What happened? <laughs> would you rather be ugly and smell amazing or attractive and stink? I would rather be attractive and stink. <laughs> really? Yeah. I wouldn't. But, you know, I feel like we're both pretty self-conscious about how we smell. I don't feel like we ever smell bad. And you can always fix smelling bad with some deodorant, some perfume, something. Or do you just constantly just smell bad? I regardless? think you just smell bad forever. Like you can't, like it's not fixable. So then everyone you meet, even though you're hot as shit, is like, wow, she's How breeze. hot? <laughs> How hot? <laughs> I don't know. There has to be a scale because there, there's definitely a, like a scale here. Like one to ten, like ten. Push an 11. So I look like Adriana Lima? Yes. I would smell all day long. <laughs> you just wouldn't let anybody get within six feet of you. They don't. Yeah, they can look, but they can't touch. <laughs> they enough. can look, but they can't smell. <laughs> Fair enough. You just bring nose plugs with you everywhere you go. Here you go. Have fun meeting Paige. <laughs> Do you crumple or fold your toilet paper? I'm a folder. I'll be honest. <laughs> Who crumples? I'm really confused about... The logistics here. So you crumple it into a ball and then like, like stick it there and like, or do you? That makes no. You th- still it does not no. Work. You still you still wipe, but it's just not as 
ergonomically friendly. The same people who crumple are the same people who pick pictures. <gasps> Gasp. Would you rather lose both arms, both legs, or one of each? Are they like opposite? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're giving me a lot of things to think about because these are just the questions. I don't, you did, they didn't specify all this other bullshit that you're asking me. I, they could be whatever you want. Do you want it to be opposite? Yeah, I'd lose my, my, oh no, that's, that's an issue though. Cause if See? I, I would definitely need my right arm, but I, so I'd lose my left arm. And I would want, I mean, I don't really. I would lose my whole side, I think. I just feel like it would be unbalanced. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I would lose one of each. Yeah, me too. A lot of people were saying both legs, though. I feel like people are just a lot smarter than us and have probably thought this through with great detail. But that's the fun of it, because we didn't get to think it through. <laughs> um, okay, last one. You are given $10,000 and a plane ticket anywhere, and you have to leave tonight. Where are you going? I'm going to Melbourne. Really? Mm-hmm. Or Sydney. Yeah, somewhere. I Probably Sydney. I think about it. Not, you wouldn't go somewhere you've never been? No, because like, what if you hate it? And you it just like wasted that opportunity. You can always go somewhere else. But I'd rather go somewhere that I know that I like. And we didn't really get to experience it when we were there because we were working so much. And a lot of the places that we have been, I really haven't been able to do a lot of stuff. And so it would be nice to go back to a bunch of places for fun and not for work and really get to experience it. Yeah, we definitely need to go back to some of these places and like just play golf and then not do anything out, like not not have anything else planned, like just be able to go shop around or like go do whatever. We tried to shop that day. It's, then- it's hard to try to do something after you're done working because you're already, you know, pretty exhausted, especially with the time change. So like they, they had time for us to, you know, do stuff. But at that point, you're just like, okay, you have an hour. What are you going to do in an hour when you don't know where to go? So yeah, I would probably I'd go to Sydney. Where would you go? I would probably go to either the Maldives or like Tulum or like somewhere tropical that I haven't been. Yeah, I don't know. We're working on a fun Tulum trip for my birthday. So stay tuned, but that should be fun. I've never really been to Mexico. I've been to Mexico City for a golf tournament, but never really been. I've never been either. All right. Well, that was fun. That was fun. I'll keep an eye out for for random. I think we need to keep that going. But which one are we going to post on the pod account? Which one's going to start the biggest conversation? I think we have to do the pictures versus money because that is just such an outrageous answer from you. That I can't even believe that you said that. Yeah, I think it, it. I think that's a good one to post because a lot of them are like you kind of have to explain or like. Yeah, I think that's a good one. All of my pictures are of me. I was looking through my phone the other well, day. All of my pictures are also of you. <laughs> that's true. Honestly, that's true. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this pod episode. I know that we did. If you want to support, which would mean so much to us, make sure to leave a five-star review. Subscribe to our podcast. You can find it anywhere. And go and follow the Playing Around podcast account on Instagram. We're always posting some really fun stuff there. Thank you so much for always listening, and we will catch you here next time. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you. Follow Playing Around with Paige Renee on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.
Win money betting on golf this year. Betting on golf is fun, but picking winners isn't easy. BetSports Golf has the data, tools, and experts to turn your Sundays into paydays. Members get in-depth articles, research tools, and our team's picks each and every week. If you had bet $100 on every wager the BetSports Golf team had recommended last year, you'd be up nearly $10,000. For a limited time, you can head to BetSportsGolf.com to get a special price on a year-long subscription. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Fuma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.